Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast with Patrick and Jamie. Yes. It's Devo time. It's Devo time. You know the band Devo. Oh yeah, they wore weird hats. Yeah, the the lead the lead guy of that band just passed away two no days way. ago. Really? Yeah. What was his name? I, I don't know. I got saw it on oh. the news. Well, that's a big deal. Should we ask our research department? We should. Ask the research yeah, department. Research department. Uh, it was the excuse me. It was the guitarist. His yeah, name was okay. Bob Castle. Thanks, research department. Yeah, down there. All right. Well, Bob Castle passed away. He's age sixty-one. Heart failure. Wow. He's okay. One of the original members of the group of Devo. Yeah. Well, that's a really weird thing to Dude. start our day out with. <laughs> well, it started off the day a few days ago on Tuesday. Okay. So, what right. we are talking about today. We're also talking about John. John. Actually, excuse me. Back up. Luke? Not John. First John. First John. First John. Chapter okay. four. You know, I always found it weird in scripture that first John is actually not the first John in the Bible. Yeah. It's, the John is really. Yeah. That's so confusing. I, you know, I don't, well, every time I see first John, I think of long Johns, like long Johns. Oh, I'm okay. Doing, all right. All I'm right. I'm doing that's, a message series in the, in the spring called the Johns. The Johns. Oh, all, I like that. All of first, that's second good. and third that's John. Good. And I kind of want to call the message series, the long Johns long. <laughs> and <laughs> connected to, to connected to the pants. Okay. You just have to wear long Johns the whole time. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's weird, man. But that's we're middle school ministry for you. We're in first John, which is actually the second John of the new Testament. Okay. But it's ad- identified as first John chapter four. Okay. We're going to read verses seven through 12. And this is podcast number 111. Whoa. Seven through what? 12. 12. All right. God loves. Oh gosh. God's, God's love. And ours, since I struggled even reading the title. I guess I'm going to have to be the one to read. You've got it All right, here we go. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amazing. Okay. God's love. Love. A lot of love in this. When we... This is the, we're addressing the Advent Sunday of love, third Sunday of Advent. Uh, and I related this passage directly to John, the gospel yeah. of John 316. Talking Ooh, about love. For God so loved. Yes. The world. The world. Yeah. That's right. The world. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's a sign on our wall over here that literally says John 316 in big, big bubble letters. Truth. And, and I think. The theme of God's love is important. It is. It is. And if we look at that John 3.16 verse, something that kind of hit me for the first time in it, I don't know if you ever feel this way, like when parents or when um, people say like, oh, I love everyone Mm -hmm. or I love everything equally Mm -hmm. or I love, you know, you might say something like I love tacos, uh, but like I also love you. You're like, well, 
Is that is that equal? Like, are we on equal footing? Like, do you love tacos as much as me? (laughs) Yeah. Or and so when people love everyone, it almost seems like you really it like lessens it. It feels like that, you know. Well, it's like the one of the best lines in the movie The Incredibles. Oh, when the guy I don't remember his name. He says, "Well, if everyone is super, then no one is." Yes. There you go. So if you love. Everything and everyone equally. Do you really love everything and everyone? Yeah. Or if everyone like, is loved, then no one is. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of when you make love like comparative. But here's what's cool about For God So Love the World. This is what hit me for the kind of the first time this year when I was looking at it. The word that's used for love or for world is um, is the word uh, for like cosmos. Like so, God so loved the. So for God so loved the world, the, the word for that's cosmos um, or cosmon uh, in, in the Greek. It's, inter- it's an interesting word because it means like everything. So there's, there's eight different interpretations if you look it up in some of the dictionaries for the, the Greek language. But um, the different definitions could be a lot of different things. And one of them is uh, it's like stars in the sky. It's like so God so loved every star in the sky or for God so loved... Um, every single thing in the entire universe or God so loved um, the people that he made or God so loved uh, the um, the last one. In, and I don't know if you've ever heard the word cosmetology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's cosmology and there's cosmetology. And you're like, wait, those are different. One of them's like makeup and one of yeah. them's like stars in the sky. Okay. You're like how are those things connected? Right. Well, they're connected because one of the – one of the definitions of the word um, cosmon uh, is um, is adornment or like like ornament, like an ornament you'd put on a tree. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So it's not just that God so loved everything. There's a, there's an extra special kind of nature to it that God so loved like this best of the best stuff. It's like God so loved every ornament on the tree. Yeah. That He gave His only Son. And, and so, yes, God loves, uh, uh, loves people, um, absolutely loves us so much. And so it's kind of like a weird both and. It's like God loves all of his people. He made every single one. He knows them intimately. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a love that's hard for us to understand because there isn't a good example um, of it um, outside of the person of Jesus. Yeah, so with that frame of mind, yeah. thinking about love like that, let's kind of dissect that passage, uh, this passage here in for, out of 1 John 4. Great. Understanding that that's like the magnitude of God's love. So verse 7, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Yeah. I love that he gets it right to the point at the beginning. He's like, hey, we need to love one another. Yeah. So that's like the thesis of this whole thing. It's like, hey, love each other. Right. And you can tell people to love each other all you want, but but that doesn't mean they're going to do it. Right. Uh, but he's going to like create this whole argument. Yeah. And, and he starts off with the prime example. Yeah. For love comes from God. Yeah. And he kind of puts everyone in an equal boat and equal playing field mm-hmm. by saying, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Wow. So. All of a sudden, everyone that loves is part of the same fabric. Yeah. Everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Yeah. And I think what's hard with that is is love is such an ambiguous thing. Uh, we we use the word love for so much and right. for things that, are, that have nothing to do with love. Yeah. 
um, or, you know, or, or uh, the right word would be ob- obfuscations, I guess, but <laughs> our versions, <laughs> of, sorry, our versions of love that are, uh, that are less than love or that are, that are, um, that are, I don't know, sort of mutants of love, I guess. So it's like you take something that's really good that should be like healthy, good love. And then we take it and we, we mess it up and tr- turn it into like our own thing. Yeah. So, and, and that's all over the place. But if we actually do really love, uh, we've been born of God and we know God. Yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, because, and you know, whoever <laughs> does not love does not know God because God is love. So yeah, that's like kind of a big statement that God is love. Yeah, absolutely. And in verse nine, this is how God showed his love among us. Like the video game. <laughs> he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Okay. Heard that before somewhere, right? Yeah. Very, very similar, similar for some people. They could see that and not, maybe not understand the weight of it. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. you could have like multiple kids. You could have multiple sons. Yeah. Like what? So there's a lot of weight there. It's one and only son. Mm-hmm. in the world that we might live through him. And that's also probably for people that don't know God and don't know how to love a tough concept for them to grasp. How are we going to live through someone? Hmm. Yeah. How that's do you live through someone else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what is like, how is it that God can only have one son? Um, you know, you don't hear about limits on God very mm-hmm. often. Um, and of course, like limits on God's love. Yeah. You don't hear about that, but God limited himself in that he only had one son. That's, you know, our Trinitarian theology. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's not two sons. There's not a whole big family. But the cool thing is that we get to be a part of God's family yeah. when we love. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a cool thing Well, and us. John John answers that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, res- he responds to that in verse 10. This is love. This is like the, the, the pinnacle, the, the peak of this statement. Right. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Right. And I think we think if I have a, a, an emotional feeling about God, maybe if I'm worshiping or if I read something and, and I have this joy and this love for God, we're like, oh, yeah, that's love. Like, I get it. Uh, and this is turning that around and saying, no, 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 don't think that you're the inventor of love or that it comes from you. Um, that, that's not love. The initial love is that God loved us when we were unlovely. Yeah. When we were not lovable, when yeah. we were in the midst of sin, when we were, you know, God knew everything we would do. God knew if we would deny him. I mean, I think about God washing uh, or Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, including Judas, um, knowing that he was going to betray him. Like mm-hmm. that's love. Like that's significant, real, tangible love. And God loved us and he did it first, um, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And verse 11, if you ever in a pinch and you need to teach a, a message to a bunch of preschoolers or okay. children, this is it. First John chapter four, verse 11. Okay. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Yes. Easy. Bam. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, God loves you. Don't put Play-Doh in Chloe's hair. Don't pick your friend's nose. Don't, yes. (laughs) Don't Don't pick your friend's nose. Don't drop kick the Lego creation that your teacher has on his way. Exactly. Don't hit each other in the head with 
bricks. Yeah. Bad and idea. I would also recommend not going into verse 12 if you're teaching preschoolers this because it's a little, it's a, a little, little out harder. there. No hard. one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in it's us. So good. Yeah, no one has ever seen God. Yeah, people have wanted to. And you look at like Moses who wanted to see God, uh, Elijah who wants to see God. Mm. And and God kind of is like, well, I'll give you like a glimpse, but not like a, you know, like you can't really see me because you can't live. If you see me, you won't live. Right. Um, but it's crazy. It's like we can't see God, but but God lives in us. Like what? Like that's amazing. Yeah. It's like some people want to see celebrities. Like, oh, I want to see Taylor Swift. Wow. I just... Picked up Taylor Swift. I don't know. <laughs> you pick a celebrity. Who who would you love to see face to face? Oh man! Come on, Shoot. give like us one. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Um, <laughs> so like face to face, I want to meet Dua Lipa. Um, which is like that'd be kind of cool. Or Taylor Swift. Or we need a guy celebrity. What's a good guy celebrity? Uh, I think it'd be really neat to see like Paul Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, Paul McCartney. There you yeah. go. Um, and, and it's like, no, you're not, you're not going to get to see him, but Hey, here's something that's cool with God is he's actually going to set up shop in your heart, right? Yeah, right. He's going to live in you. And it's not that you don't get to see, it's like, yeah, you don't get to see him, but guess what? He's there. Yeah. And that is so cool that God's with you. Um, yeah. I love the fact that it's hard to see God. But when God is working in your life and living in your heart and you're loving people, it's easy for people to see God in you. Right. Yeah, you can see God. Uh, and all it takes is knowing God. Yeah. For that to happen. That's so right. Like kind of full circle. You can read this backwards and it'll make sense. You can read forwards <laughs> and it makes sense. And you can continue listening to next week's devotional. As we continue our little Advent series, thanks for checking it out today. And you'll hear from us again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.